When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stop right now. Listen, are you listening to me? Stop being boring. She needs drama. She needs to feel something. What I'm about to share with you is one of the biggest mistakes men make when talking to women. And the worst part about what I'm going to tell you is that 97% of guys make this mistake. You see, when a woman is talking to a man, she wants him to take her through an emotional roller coaster. She wants him to make her laugh, giggle, blush. But what most men do is talk to her like she's being interviewed. Blah. And we both know, once she's bored, she's not yours. So, if you want to avoid being just another guy in her inbox, you should take advantage of my one-on-one banter coaching. There's nothing like it that exists in the world. Nothing. So go to kristenandchill.com and check out the personalized banter coaching so I can add you to the list of the guys that I've worked with that are having amazing dating lives. I'll see you there. Coming up on this week's episode, we talk about something very important that I think really is the underlying topic of every single one of our episodes, but it's never been like the key attraction. But this week we talk about purpose. What is your purpose? How do you find your purpose? How do you display your purpose to others? We have Jade Simmons on who's going to talk to us about her unique point of view on the word purpose. And she's going to tell you what it really means and how to use your purpose to light up the people around you. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. Kristen is not here, which I'm kind of sad about because I actually thought that this would have been a great episode for her to be a part of, but she'll listen to it afterwards. But I have the wonderful Jade Simmons on the show with me. And we're going to talk about purpose. This is a huge thing and I'm not going to talk about it properly. (laughs) So Jade, I'm going to let you talk about purpose because I know that I'm going to define it wrong and I know that you're going to define it correctly. So why don't you take (laughs) over and tell everyone about purpose, why it's so important and especially important to the guys who are listening who are either, you know, getting out of a divorce or are single or maybe in a state of low confidence. Like, why is this such an important topic and what is purpose? Yeah, I mean, this will be great then for what you described because I think of purpose as the great positioner, right? It gets us in position to be the next version of ourselves, which is something we should always be becoming. I believe that purpose 
is not the thing you do. I believe purpose is the thing that happens in others when you do what you do. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you think of it this way. It's the stuff that's in you that creates an outbreak around you or on others. So for me, for years, I always say I thought that my purpose was to play the piano. I am a concert pianist. Obvious assumption to make. We think our purpose might be to be a lawyer, to be a teacher, to be a parent. But actually purpose is what breaks out in my audience because I'm the one on the piano or what breaks out in your listeners because you're the one on the mic. So it's that unique outbreak effect that if we look back over our lives, we'll realize we've been having it all along, but we might not have taken note of it or thought of it as purpose. So we might not have walked purposefully in it. Is that because people are so fixated and focused on themselves? Like, so the guys that I work with, Whenever I used to do live boot camps in the past, I would talk to them about the world around them. And the world around them is walking around like zombies, right? Mm-hmm. They're not aware that people are around them that could be absolutely amazing for them to interact with. And it's it was the guys that I was working with, it was their job to kind of light people up, right? To tap them onto the shoulder or smile at them or say hi to them mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to activate them. Is that kind of like what you're you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it's not so much that we've thought It's just about us. It's that we've really gotten kind of stuck on defining ourselves, who we are and our value and what we do. So then when that thing we do breaks down, right? We're not the encourager we thought or the the doctor we thought. We're like, I'm sucking at purpose. Like it's nothing worse than that. But really when we learn to look at purpose as the outbreak effect that we're having on the people around us, those guys that you've been working with, we start to see that there's value in us just literally showing up and being who we're designed to be. So yeah, for me, that word activation is really hits home because my purpose is to activate people into becoming a bigger, bolder version than what they were before they encountered me, right? So my focus used to be on, hey, look at how awesome I am at what I do on this instrument, right? And Give me all the flowers and the praise because I just slayed on this on this piano, right. right? And then our focus turns to what are people thinking about what I am doing? And now my focus today is on what is happening in my audience because I'm the one doing it. But the focus is no longer on whether or not I'm hitting all the wrong notes or are they liking it? It's what's happening in them because of the moment that we're having together. It really shifts our focus and our understanding. So I, the simple way to say it for me is I thought that my purpose was to play the piano to impress audiences. I now understand that my purpose is to activate people into becoming bigger and bolder. Just so happens the piano is one of the vehicles by which I get to do that. Okay. And so the people that you work with, how do you do that? Because that's totally resonating with me, what you're saying. And that's what I think that our company does to help men as well, because we take it away from them fixating and focusing on am I doing the right things? Am I saying the right things to women to, I'm enjoying this woman in front of me. And is she lighting up? Is she energized? Is she enjoying me as well? So it's totally in alignment. But how do you take people who aren't in their purpose? I'm saying that incorrectly as like, it's not really in line. Is it? It's still in line because I mean, I think one of the big (laughs) kind of self 
imposed hoaxes right on our, our own selves. We've been saying, oh, I've got to find purpose. I've got to discover right. it. I got to. Like, where is it? Where's this purpose I want? Yeah. We have the movies, like, you know, the eat, pray, love. We think we got to go yeah. take these, you know, vacations abroad and live in a monastery for a month or something. And really, the joke's kind of on us because we've already been in purpose. So that okay. first thing I ask people to do is sort of a retrograde investigation to see how they've already been breaking out. And this is for better and for worse, right? <laughs> Sometimes right, we right. find that we've been leaving a trail that's not so awesome. But most times we'll find there's a through thread. When I'm working with men or women, I love to ask the question, why is it that people come to you for whatever they come to you for? Off the okay. books or on the books, right? Why do they come to you as a coach? Why do they come to you as a friend? Why do they come to you as a lover? And you'll start to see some connective threads. A lot of people are saying the same things to you over and over. I've met women who will say, I'll ask them, why do all your girlfriends come to you to tell you all their business? Right? Why are right. they unloading to you? And they'll say, well, they said that they come to me because they know I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to them straight. Uh, or they come to me because I see the things that other people aren't seeing. And you'll start to look back. You'll find teachers, relatives who are all saying that same thing. Okay. And our job now is to say, wait a minute, that can't be a coincidence that these people that I'm asking who have no connection to each other are all kind of saying the same thing. And then I always say, audition that thing and see if it really does come organically and naturally to you. So this activation wasn't a word that I picked out of the dictionary because it sounded good or it was trendy in the coaching world. It's what people were saying. They were saying, oh, I feel like I can do anything after I hear you speak, or I feel like it's finally time to move on that thing I sort of already knew I should have been doing. So they were literally being activated. And I think that's the key is not to just pick up gimmicky words or trendy words because we like the way it sounds or we want something to be our purpose, but we're right. now putting language to what we have already purposely been doing for quite some time. Okay. No, I love that. So speaking to the guys who are listening right now, if they're like, what is my purpose? And I love that question that you gave to yeah. them. Maybe you could give them a couple of coaching points or a couple of questions to ask themselves and then help them figure out, I know they can't answer, but what yeah. to do with that information. So for example, you, what was the question that you asked? Like, what do people come to you for? What's happening? Why are people coming to you? What are they coming to you for? Start okay. to look for the recurring themes in conversations or in interactions and encounters. You know, kind of the way to say it is, what happens when you enter the equation? How does the atmosphere shift? Okay. And for men in, in general, especially men in leadership positions, whether we're talking about relationship or team, you know, what is the outcome of the people who are under your leadership? You know, you'll see a theme there or when people ask you to mentor them, What's the big outcome? What's the takeaway they have from mentoring with you that they didn't get from the last mentor? You take note of that. And you said, what do you do with that information? That's what I was saying earlier. You try that information on for size. What does that mean? So when people were saying to me, they felt like they could do anything. Uh, as a public speaker, I started saying, what would it look like now to officially make that a part of why I'm in the room? So what was happening, whether I wanted it to or not, I might've been there to speak on purpose or innovation or creativity, yet people were still saying, I feel like I can do anything. So I then started having parts of my presentation specifically unlock the ability to feel like you could do anything. And people said, oh, I'm getting a different perspective. I never looked at things this way. I then intentionally started incorporating parts of my presentation that challenged people's perspectives. 
since I apparently had some natural gift to make people see things differently, on purpose now, I was trying to make them feel differently. So it's like you're sort of like you think of a superhero as they're sort of uncovering their superpowers. Right. You're uncovering your superpowers. And you go out and you practice. Yeah. And superpowers <laughs> don't have to be that extreme, right? They can be no. like people like coming to me because I'm trustworthy. People so come to me because I give solid advice. People come to me because I always have solutions. People That's come. Right. I'm trying to think of other things that guys could say. Because most of the guys that I work with, you know, they're lawyers, accountants, they're truck drivers, right? So they're not going out to be motivational speakers and sure. motivate other people. So for them, they're like, sure. but I don't have the same thing that Jane yeah. has. But if they consistently hear like, I come to you because you give really solid, clear advice, or I yeah. come to you because you don't judge me, or I come to you because I feel comfortable. Those are superpowers. They're such superpowers. And, and the ones that are almost in some ways hard to put words to are the yeah. most powerful ones. So when someone's saying to you, I come to you because I don't feel any judgment. Now you're beginning to build, you know, we used to say 10 years ago, your personal brand, right? You're beginning to build your personality around what you've already found is to be true about you. So now it's almost like you begin to advertise in whatever way that I am a judgment-free zone, right? Right. So you've been told this, now you get to be it on purpose. When people say, I come to you because you're trustworthy, I notice that when I tell you stuff, it never gets out. It starts to be the thing that you lead with. How would you lead with that? Like in conversation, how would you lead with, mm -hmm. I'm not judgmental or I'm trustworthy right. <laughs> or I get, like, how do you lead? With, is it just leading with it like in your presence because you know that that's a solid value yeah. in you or is it something you put out to other people? Yeah, I'd say both, right? So the funny thing is it begins to seep into your presence once you uncover it. You know, when, when I didn't know that I was activating people, I didn't walk around acting like an activator. But once I found out, it began to shape how I showed up. Right. You know, I mean, you, you have listeners here today, but if they were watching, they'd see I have blue and purple hair as the concert pianist because I just spoke on a stage where these were the brand colors and I wanted the audience to know what it looked like to show up fully engaged in, in every atmosphere and committed, yeah. right? And so these were subtle little markers that let them know, A, this is not going to be like all the other keynotes, right? This is going to be different. And so presence-wise, I'm coming in looking the part, so to speak. But even in presentation, when I think about the simplest presentations, right? A first date, a first yeah. encounter, you know, a first coaching session. If you're a therapist, I was helping another therapist kind of brand her new business. And we asked these questions, what are you known for in your professional and your personal relationships? And if it is trustworthiness, that now becomes overtly a part of the spoken brand, that mm -hmm. this is the place you come to unload the things that you prefer other people not know you even had to unload. And so it becomes a part of her language, how she speaks about what she does. So we take these things for granted. 